Bad snap. Bobble. Oh, scoops oh. up. Here come the Spartans. Touchdown, MSU. From WDBM East Lansing, you're listening to the Green and White Report, a production from Impact Sports. This is your source for sports news, debates, and more for Michigan State, Detroit, and the rest of the sports world. Happy annual to East Lansing. Ryan Collins, Trent Valley, and your mind goes back with the Green and White Report after a little one-week hiatus. There's no really reason for it. We were just lazy, so that's yeah, on we, us. <laughs> mismanagement, definitely mismanagement on our part, uh, but we're back now. Yes, first week of October. It's weird. It, it, like, yeah. n- no Big Ten football. It, it, it's sad. I know it's coming back in about, I think, 20 days. But every time I wake up on a Saturday in the fall and I hit that, you, you get that feeling in the air. You're like, I should be at a tailgate. I should be eating some chili. I should be drinking some Keystone Lights. I, like, I, I, I should be doing all these things right now, and we're doing none of them. Yeah, I mean, it's a little, it's a little sad. It is weird that it's October, though. I mean, like, you, you, September, you're still kind of dabbling in the summer weather a little bit, and now it's officially, I mean, we're turning the page. It is fall. Happy fall, everybody. By the way, Collins, I didn't know if you were going to say happy hangover. I think it's I, I just didn't know. Now. I think, I think it is. Now. But I really wanted you to say it because today I needed it most. I yeah, needed T- it most. TB and Hank celebrated one of their buddies' 21st birthdays last night. I, is 20, was yeah. it his 21st? It actually is 22nd, so there really wasn't any huge oh. occasion. But we still got after it. it yeah, still time. got after it. Yeah, you got to support your buddies. Yes. But, yeah, I mean, hey, I, I think that's my thing now. But, uh, I mean, Hank, how are you? Hank's, Hank's got the man bun in. That's when you know he's, he's ready for business. The hair yeah. is up. <laughs> hey, we got the, the one-week break. So, we're back. You know, we're going to hit it hard this episode. Sorry to get ready for it. Okay. <laughs> the hair is <laughs> hit up. Hit it hard. Yeah. <laughs> hit it hard, hard this week. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, whatever. By the way, did you see that video of John Daly – Hitting the ball out of the guy's mouth. Did you see yeah, that? Yeah, he does it all the time. Oh, it's just like his regular, like. Yeah, he gets like crippled on the course and then does that. I think John Daly's going through some health stuff now, so. Well, that does not surprise me, man. Yeah, I, yeah. Pray for John Daly. Love that guy. But it's weird. We were talking about, I mean, like, the fact that it's like October, we're recording on Saturday morning, October 3rd, so we won't have any college football analysis and stuff like that. For everyone who's listening, talked about the NFL, talked about the NBA Finals, talked a little MLB. I mean, mine as well. It's in full yeah. swing in the playoffs. But, I, I mean, first, before we get into anything, has anyone ever won a title most, like, least meaningful than the Tampa Bay Lightning did in the Stanley Cup? You know, I'm not a hockey guy, so I wouldn't be able to tell you, but everything that I've been reading and hearing is that this is a little bit meh. What do you think? I, 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 I'll bring it back up when we talk about the NBA Finals. I, the Lightning have been a team, kind of like the Capitals who won the Cup, like, I think three years ago, that, like, they could never get over the hump. They had a lot of bad losses in the playoffs and stuff like that. I think if any other team would have won the Cup, it would have been more legitimized. I don't know what it is. I kind of feel bad for the guys because I think they deserve the credit. And, and you have all these old hockey guys talking about they didn't have to play road games and stuff, which is a valid point. But they also had to stay in a hotel room for, like, two months. 
So yeah. I, I don't know. There's different factors and whatever, but shout out to Tampa Bay Lightning. Good for them. Yeah, solid. Yeah, solid. Very solid. But it's weird, though. I brought that up because this time of year, it's usually like football's full swing. Yeah. You're kind of locked in. You're starting to get prepared. Like, I think the NBA comes back October, like, uh, around Halloween. So, right yeah. now, it's usually like NBA training camp and stuff like that. But now it's like the NBA and NHL are done. They're dwindling down. And you have no idea when they're coming back. So, and you got MLB baseball playoffs kind of regularly scheduled. But, like, after the MLB's done, it's kind of like, when are we getting sports after football? Which is a, a little weird to think about. Yeah. No, that, I, you know, obviously we all know this is like a weird, crazy, we're never going to get a time like this again where it's like. Dude, honestly, I'm at the point where we're going to be living like this for the next five years. I mean, we might. It, it just all depends on when we get the vaccine. I get, I mean, I, I don't know what I, Everything I hear, I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, are we going to figure this out by, like, the new year? I thought that was, like, the goal. And everyone's like, yeah, might be going on in the next, like, couple of years. I'm like, come on. Well, yeah, come the on. Goal, the goal come was on, COVID. by warm weather. And then the goal was, you know, by the end of summer. And then the goal was by January 1st. So, we'll see. I don't know. We're just going to – So gotta, so You sad. can only control what you can control. That's my yeah. message to the people this morning. Philosopher TB right there. Yes. Prime okay. Philosopher TB. We got Philosopher TB. We got we got hair up Hank. What are we gonna call you today, Collins? I don't know. Hair up Hank is old. Hair up Hank sounds like a <laughs> WWE wrestler. But... <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I was definitely going Definitely has for like a cowboy hat or something like that. Some great like spandex on. It would, yeah. yeah, eyeliner. Hank actually could be a WWE wrestler. I, he would be more of a high flyer though because he doesn't have the physique to be one of those yeah, guys. Yeah. Just, those guys are like six nine. Like three fifty, yeah. like jacked. They're just built. Like Braun Strowman, that guy's a monster. Like how, yeah. that guy was created in a lab. But okay, I don't know. We got to move. Are you a WWE guy? guy? Are you? Oh, are you huge WWE? Really? Oh, yeah. he, he is. He definitely Love is. WWE. It, you really? didn't like the WWE when you grew up, Hank? Well, no, but yeah, like ten years ago. I mean, I'm not watching it. I'm not trying weekly. to. Hey, I'm not trying to diss you either. Like, I'm just like surprised. Like, I'm not watching it weekly, but I will also tell you. I'll I'll tune in a couple Friday night smackdowns a year. I don't know what's going on, but I love the pageantry. So that's what it is. It's like it's like the like the the reality TV factor for you. Is that what you like? Yeah, I love reality television. I, oh, yeah. I love trashy TV. That's just yeah, always have right. Jerry okay, Springer, Maury, fantastic television. Those I watch great. Maury at, like all day. Maury is hilarious. Jerry Springer, those shows are like laughably horrible, and that's yeah, what's so great. Yeah. I, wa- I watch those YouTube compilations of, like, you are not the father, and, like, the guy's dancing on the girls. Like, I know it's, like, bad and sad because there's, like, a kid involved, but to me, I find it very, very funny. Well, very, yeah, very funny. It's a show. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, it's, you are not the father, and it's, like, outcast. I like the way you move is playing in the background <laughs> while they're dancing. The guy couldn't be happier. Yeah, he's just like, no, not my kid. See ya. It's yeah, so not my fun. problem. Not, not, yeah. Okay. Well, what made, hey, what made you mad this last couple of weeks, TB? You know, uh, people are going to roll their eyes at this. I'm sure you will. But the Lakers are up 2-0 in the finals. And this talk about the, this, the narrative that it was just it was too easy for, for the Lakers and LeBron is just making me very upset because people would put an asterisk by this no matter who it is, who wins it. 
And for some reason, it's, it's just always something with a LeBron team that just like people want to break it down and make it not as big of a thing as it is when they win a championship or finally get a little, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's a LeBron thing. We don't have to get into all that stuff, but it just, it, it upsets me because we can just never, and I say we as like the LeBron fans, we can never, ever, ever get like a moment of just peace and grace and celebration. The series is not over. The series is not over. It's only 2-0. But I, you get what I'm saying. It's well, 2-0 I mean, for the first time in LeBron's finals career, and we're hearing about how it's too easy. And those same people are the people who said that it never took Jordan seven games. So I just don't really know what it is. I don't know which one it is. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but I'll save it for the NBA talk because that didn't really upset me this week, even though – I don't. So what are you trying to say? You, you want LeBron to be getting more credit? No, I just think he should be getting competent credit. People are taking away credit for no reason. Like, come on. Oh, Everyone was on this Heat bandwagon a week ago. Like, don't tell me that people didn't love the Heat a week ago and were telling me, oh, Tyler Hero. Well, Dorn Dragic shot her game one. That's, I think that's – it substantially brought the, like, excitement level for this finals down. That's fair. That's fair. See, for me, it did not. So I'm glad you said that because it kind of puts it in perspective for me a little bit. Because yeah, I, Lakers, it, it, I'm a Lakers supporter. I'm a LeBron fan. So for me, I'm just kind of locked into that. But you're right. I guess to the average viewer, if two of the best four players on a team get hurt, that kind of dwindles the excitement. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I get that. But yeah, we'll save that for NBA talk. But that was that 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 made me upset last okay. night specifically. Hank, I, I'm gonna take it from here because. I'm going to go to the MLB, and I'm going to talk about the Chicago Cubs. I put this later in the dot, but I might as well get it out of the way now. Do it. The Cubs, I think, won the World Series in 2016. I was a senior in high school, so like four years ago, something like that. And they've regressed so bad. And I don't even like the Cubs. I'll be honest. I actually, like, can't stand the fact that there's so many bandwagon Cubs fans. I'll never understand it. Like, the people who, like, move out to Chicago and you're like, oh, go Cubs, go. Like, live in Ridley Field. Yeah, it's cool to live there. Yeah, you're still not from there. Sorry. Sorry. I, I hate to put my hand up, but whatever. No, I'm with you there, honestly. I just – Especially around all, here. I'll, I'll say this. This is also from a, a person who had a wager on this game when the Cubs played the Marlins. I just don't understand how you have three MVP caliber players and they all suck. It's – it's unbelievable. Like, they all stink. The Cubs' problem coming into the year was they couldn't pitch. They pitched great this year, won the division, and just got laughed out of the playoffs by the Marlins. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, if I'm a Cubs fan, and I, it is just – I don't know why this made me mad. I'm just like – might be because I bet money on the Cubs. That might just be it. But – uh. Like, how? I just don't get it. Like, Javi Baez, like, stinks now. He almost won the MVP last year. So, I, I it could be the weird quarantine year. But, I mean, if you're Theo Epstein, the Chicago Cubs GM, I would not want to be you because you have to make a lot of moves this summer. That's going to kind of break up the steam and whatever. I don't know. Chicago Cubs, be better. You have a, real, a lot of talent. You make all the, like, Detroit Tigers fans like me jealous with all the young guys and prospects you guys have. And you guys stink. Get better. No, that's a great little. That's a great little extra fold to the whole situation. That's what it makes me mad. I'm like, yes. How do you guys not figure this out? This is stupid. We, we are Tigers fans, and I think we are so starved for that, you know, competitive baseball because we haven't had it in like five years. Or, yeah. Just before the Cubs won the World Series, 
So it's just that How is about the Marlins, man. Been in the playoffs twice, won two World Series, or they do it again? They might. <laughs> I don't think. Who knows, man? Who knows? It's the, year, it's the year of the COVID. Yep. Hank, what made you mad? Uh, yeah. I was talking to Trent about this last night. I was uh. It has I, to be the Vikings, right? No, it's, no. I was. <laughs> Vikings stink, Hank. They're so I, bad. I told you that, bro. Like two weeks ago, you gotta you gotta score forty yeah, to win. You know what? You yes, didn't so. tell us that, and neither one of us believed you. We were like, no, the Vikings are good. They have a good defense. Yeah. A good they coach. don't have a good defense. That's a, by the way, did you guys see Mike Zimmer's girlfriend? He has no. a girl. I thought he's old. She's like a 24-year-old, like, supermodel. <laughs> Does he? Is he actually? It's unbelievable. You got to look up a picture, dude. It's crazy. That's why the one person in the world I wouldn't expect to have a 24-year-old exactly. supermodel girlfriend, it's Mike Zimmer, the guy who wore an eye patch for, like, three weeks last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That guy. Yeah, I was, I was oh, as surprised wow. as you. Yeah, I just, I just looked it up. Wow. Put it on the screen, Trent. I, it, what is 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 a picture with them side by side? Yes. So <laughs> and, it, uh, and she is at the games too. I mean, she she sits up in the stands in a tank top and a hat. <laughs> Dude, might sit. That's so funny, Hank. That's that's really like much. Much. Yeah. I agree. I've but, never heard of that. Okay, go ahead. What made you mad? <laughs> anyway, the thing that made me mad, I was one of those guys, fantasy football talk now, which we don't do very often. I was one of those guys that drafted Sa- Saquon Barkley in one league and uh, traded up the farm for McCaffrey in the other. And uh, I did not have a good, a good week three, to say the least. But, Hank, you got to tell Collins about how everyone wanted – you know, McCaffrey, you're, you're kind of in like buyer's yeah. mode because are you 0-3? I'm 0-3. I'm like my Vikes. I'm 0-3. So I thought it was time to start making some moves. You go as the Vikes go. I'm 1-2. I go as the Lions go. Let okay. me ask you All this. Right. Your, your, your punishment for finishing last in your league, if I heard correctly last night, is to swim in the Red Cedar in February or whenever. Oh. Is, that, is that so? I, did, I was not aware, dude. Well, that's what. I, so you Hank's better make some moves. Make some moves, man. Hey, we made some moves. I got Tyler Boyd, Aaron Jones just added to the roster this week. So nice. Well, yeah, I was just gonna it. say you got to elaborate to Collins a little bit about yeah. how you, were, you had you were in the. I was working. Bad, I was working the Schefter. I was working the Schefter deal with. I had the, the Bluetooth in one hand, the, the phone in the other. You know, two phones going, that kind of thing. Fielding Kevin calls. Gates. Fielding calls for CMC. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta keep afloat. <laughs> Me and Bach went back and forth for like two hours, probably. That's and, not surprising. Uh, I, I sold him to I sold McCaffrey to, to Dandrin actually in like fifteen minutes. Okay, to people <laughs> that don't understand that these are people that are being Joe Dandrin, former station manager, also I think he writes for State News for football now. Bach, football guy. So anyone check their stuff out. But my fantasy football team has started zero and three for the third straight year in a row. I might be done with fantasy football after this year. <laughs> I kind of hate it. I'm not even going to lie. I, I drafted Michael Thomas first round this year. He gets hurt. I drafted Joe Mitzen second round. He stinks. So, I, I might stink. be done. I might be done. But, I kind of agree. I'm kind of out of my fantasy football's really fun phase. It's not like, yeah, like when you're like 14, it's like this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. And you, have well, like hey, you need some more context here. We had a $50 buy-in league also. Oh, geez. That's so, we're funny. talking like $400-plus pot here. Well, I mean, it makes it interesting. I get it that, yeah. that so way. So, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty heated in that league right now, like, to be honest. Well, I feel like you either have to be like 14 to 18 or 35 to 50 years old 
to really, really enjoy fantasy. I feel like we're in that weird gray area where, like, I really don't care. Like, yeah. once I get to – once I'm, like, a 40-year-old man, I'll be like, you know what? Yeah, I set my line up 9 in the morning, best part of my week. Yeah, it's not like <laughs> – it's not like March Madness where it's just like you're you love it every year and you're so excited for it every yeah. year. Even just, more so, this I, year. I'm just bad at it. That's why I don't like it. I like yeah. the, I don't like things I'm bad well, at. You know what, Collins? Me too. We'll leave it there. I guess I'm yeah, not I good stink. either. So I'm I, so I bad. A, I have a sour attitude towards it because I'm not good. So that's yeah. that. No, he's not good at defense. Tyler Hero. Let's talk about the NBA Finals. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, and Hank. I, I know me and you probably won't be talking a lot in this segment because TV is so fired up to talk about some LeBron James and the L.A. Lakers. But Lakers up 2-0, absolutely housed the Heat in game one, housed them. And game two, more of the same. It never really was close. I'll say this, the Heat are banged up, but the Lakers are playing fantastic. The yeah. role players have been really, really good, been the best they have been all playoffs. And when Anthony Davis misses, th- like, five shots – we're taking 20 shots in a game, you're going to have problems. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't think anyone really saw this coming. Some people did, but I, Anthony Davis is probably going to win finals MVP. I mean, yeah. he's, he's playing great right now. LeBron is too, but, I mean, LeBron is just giving you his typical LeBron numbers, which is like, I think in the series he's averaging like 28, 11, and 9. So it's like, yeah, that's awesome. But then AD is over here averaging 33 on 70% from the field. It's like, how does that even happen? Last night you're watching the game – when he finally misses a mid-range fadeaway over whoever it is, Myers Leonard, you're like, this guy's human, and it's just crazy. I don't know. But he's he's playing unbelievable. The Lakers are playing unbelievable. This is why I like the Lakers all season. I believe That's in LeBron why. James. It's no, no. love LeBron. Well, I, I, I'm elaborating. I'm elaborating. Uh, okay. I, I, believe, I believe in LeBron James. Elevates his teammates to the point where Contavious Caldwell Pope can go – Two for 12. Dude, what's going on with KCP? What's going on there? I don't know. I mean, he, what's he, going on? Like, he is playing spooky good. I don't like it. Well, and, I'm a, and that's a person who's out of Catavius Caldwell Pope Detroit Pistons jersey right, in his right. closet to his right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess you could say you're a closet KCP fan. I guess you can. Love that guy. Yeah. But I, got, but I don't know what's going on. Like, he's not. Like, I was like, he's hitting his jump shots. I'm like, huh? Yeah. James Edwards, you know, the Pistons writer, he tweeted for the athletic. Yeah. He tweeted, he was like, would you pay KCP $80 million now? No, still wouldn't. <laughs> the guy goes out, the guy with KCP, I'll say this, This I'll tie this into the NBA Finals. I think the one place that the Lakers have kind of benefited with the bubble, I don't think it's LeBron, I don't think it's AD. I think it's that the role players are playing a lot better than they yeah. probably would be in road situations. And one of those people is Catavius Caldwell-Pope. Because yeah. if you looked at his home and road splits throughout his career, they stink. When he was on the Pistons and he had that – when the Pistons were the playoffs and he was pretty solid for them, then he was averaging 15 points at home and, like, four on the road. It was, like, it was like an unbelievable drop. So, Yeah, he's definitely – he's a play-with-the-flow kind of guy. So is Kyle Kuzma. So is, you know, all the – Alex Caruso is a little bit. So dude, just, what happened to Kuzma? Uh, he, dude, he just doesn't – he doesn't look good at all. He doesn't fit with what the Lakers do at all. And he's – He's such – to elaborate, he is such a flow guy in that, like, if the team is playing well, he'll get in on the action and play well. But if the team is playing horribly, 
or, or not or even less than average, you got to sit him on the bench because he's going to just put you in a bigger hole. Like, it's bad, man. He tries to take – he tries to play hero ball by himself. And it's like, dude, you got LeBron and AD on the court with you. You don't have to do too much. He'll start, like, going ISO and airballing from the corner. It's horrible. Kyle Kuzma sees ghosts sometimes. Yeah, I, I just – I really liked him. And I really liked that they didn't have to give him up with the – with Brandon Ingram and all that, but he looks like that's a, I think that might haunt them for a long time that they just kind of gave up on Lonzo and Brand and BI and kept Kuzma, because I think those other two players probably are going to have better careers than yeah. Kuzma. But I, I mean, it's just a small sample size, maybe just having an off year trying to gel with these guys. But I, I, let's talk about the heat a little bit. Yesterday night was game two and, and tonight will be game three because we're recording on Saturday and you guys are doing this on a Sunday morning. They played really, really hard on game two. And, and Jimmy Butler played very, very well for having to do a lot of things. And they got some offensive production from Kelly Olenek, Tyler Hero. But the bottom line is if Bam Adebayo doesn't play the series, the Lakers are in a sweep. Because last night, I mean, I think the Lakers had like 20 offensive rebounds. That's unheard of in the NBA. Yep. It's unheard of. Yeah, well, and look, it, it's like we still play in a league where unless you're playing the Houston Rockets or the Golden State Warriors, if you win the rebounding battle, you're going to win the game. I mean, that's just kind of how basketball is. So I guess my thing with the Heat is like Bam out of bio, I believe in that series against the Celtics, led the Heat in points, rebounds, and assists, and field goal percentage, I think. He was phenomenal. He was awesome. Then you've got – Tyler Hero, who, like you said, Collins, is kind of a liability on defense. He's not kind of a liability. He is a liability on defense. Can't guard anybody. I saw I, – this This made me laugh. Skip Bayless tweeted. He was like, Tyler Hero's nickname, I'm a bucket. You know, that that that's true for him and whoever he's guarding. Yeah, dude. He, he's been – what was he, like a minus 40 in game one, something like that? Yeah, it was very bad. Very bad. Yeah. When I look at this Heat team and – they kind of drew the comparisons from the 04 Pistons and a couple other teams throughout history because they're just a really good team. Yeah. When you lose two key cards to that, and it's like the Pistons, if they would have lost, like, I'm not going to say Bam is their best player. I still think Jimmy Butler is their best player. But, like, Bam, I think, is probably, like, Rashid. He's probably not your best player, but he's the piece that you need to make it go. Definitely true. And you know what? Like, some of these teams that are, like, tough like this, the, the fans, the people fall in love with these teams. You know, everyone liked the Raptors last year, obviously because it was a little bit of Warriors fatigue. But it was also just that they play so – I mean, you got Nick Nurse, who's an exceptional coach. Kawhi Leonard's a dog. Pascal Siakam's a dog. Serge Ibaka's a dog. Like, you just like those teams. Fred Van Vliet is gritty, comes off the bench and hits some threes. People just like those kinds of teams. And then two things can be true, you know, like – this this Heat team can be a team full of pit bulls and they just love to get after it and they play as a team and they're very good and they're going to go into next year as top five, six title favorites. But the other thing that can be true is you ran into a buzzsaw with the Lakers because the Lakers are about – the Lakers have lost three games in this entire playoff run. Like, does everyone realize – like they are an elite team, one of the greatest teams ever in just terms of like like talent on the upper echelon of this roster. I want so, to – go that far I I think they're a very good team and I think they've probably been the best team in the NBA all year 
but there's no really. I think Bam needs to. I think the Heat need to win a game or two. I don't know if they make this like. I, it doesn't make sense because if I think the Lakers sweep, they'll get discredited more than credited. If that makes any sense. It, no, it it people are saying that, and that ties into what made me. Mad. I think that's just like the dumb sports fans in us, like. No, that these teams were yeah. full of bums. LeBron was gonna walk through anyway. But like, I do want. I hope. I really, really hope Bam plays tonight. I really do. Yeah, no, I do too. For the sake of just like you know, like you said, credibility for the Lakers. But I also don't really care about that. I, I think a, a championship's a championship. If we want to talk about injuries and other, there's every single finals. There's something like that that you could mention. You know, I know it's not always to this extent. It's not always to this degree. Because, yes, Bam Adebayo is, you know, damn near the Heat's best player. But whatever. It's just a huge problem with Anthony Davis. Just a huge problem. No, it is. And that's why AD is on his way to winning finals MVP. And I'll put it this way, Collins. I don't want to bring it back to something you said earlier. But, like, if, if you could put an asterisk on this championship, I think it would have to be because of the no fans and the way that the the role players play. I think that that would be more of the asterisk as opposed to guys getting hurt and, and you know, the extended layoff and all that stuff. Like, I just I, – I don't buy that. Well, personally, this is what I kind of believe. I think some teams benefited from the bubble and some teams didn't. Because, like yeah. – like, and, and I think the Heat and Lakers both benefited from it. But that doesn't, like, take away from the fact that they showed up and they balled out. Like, I I – Right. I, I, I'll always value this title the same as others. I think other people won't because there's not necessarily road games and stuff, but what what's – like, they're going to go on a road in the best team in basketball. It's going to stink now. Like – I know. I, yeah. I Like, there might be some role players that struggle, but, like, I – especially with the Lakers, I, I don't see that – I didn't ever see that happening for them. But, I mean, it's kind of a bummer. Bam and Dorn Drogic. I think Drogic is probably out for the rest of the series. But, Bam, please get healthy and please play tonight because I want to watch interesting basketball. Yes. I, I, I wanted to go in depth about Tyler's hero a little bit, but I got a question that kind of ties into our MLB baseball talk. So, it, it, unless you want yeah. to talk a little Tyler hero now. Oh, no, tie it in. Tie it in. Okay. So, MLB playoffs, they did the new little format. They got 16 teams, three games. TB, do you like it? I do, actually. I like it. I, I can't really I tell like you it. why. I, think... I like it for this season. There's been talks that they're going to keep it forever. I would hate that. Okay, that's fair, because I was just going to say, like, my reasoning for liking it is just that it's different and it's fun, and it's, like, yes. it's new because there are more teams and blah, blah, blah. But it's, like, I, I yeah, I could – I guess I don't I don't see this as like an efficient way to do it. I don't think this is the best way to do it going forward, but for this year, given the context of everything that's happened, it's a fun way to do the playoffs. I would say this. I, I do think if they continue if they try and go back to the old way, which I think they should, especially if these teams are to be playing hundred and sixty two games next year, they should for the wild they should not have a wild card game anymore. It should be a wild card series. It should be three games. I that that is something that I do like. I like the wild I card. Th- yeah, I think that's like you can't just be one game. Like you can't just have a teammate the playoffs and then basically get bounced right. I mean, like you should have three yeah, games. Because, or two best out of three. Well, because at least you're you're 
your pitching then matters a little bit more in like a best of yeah. series because it's like you can't just throw out your ace and then bring some of your starters to the bullpen just to go all in for one win. Like it's just kind of stupid. In my it's opinion. super no, it's super exciting, but I, I it's kind of stupid if you're gonna go to one sixty two and you just have one playoff yeah. game. So that's, I don't what, know. that's what it comes down to. Yes. I but agree. the but the question I was gonna tie in with Tyler Hero. San Diego Padres win the series against the Cardinals on Friday night. Tati's awesome. He's just – I think he probably has the biggest it factor baseball's had since – I can't even think. Maybe like like Jeter or like man, Like yeah. I, I don't even think Jeter had that it factor. But you know what I'm saying, though. You, like you – it doesn't matter if you're a baseball fan or not. I saw Lewis Riddick, the Monday Night Football countdown guy, go – Tatis is must-see TV. I never in a million years thought Lewis Riddick was watching the San Diego Padres. I, no, I know. I, I'll be honest. Insane. Like, it's wild. He is. I mean, he's box office for sure. And, and Collins, I think you said something earlier before the playoffs began on the Motown Rundown, shameless plug. You said something like, I don't know if anyone's ever been more relevant after being irrelevant forever than the San Diego Padres. Yeah. I think that I mean the Padres were like super relevant. I think in the '80s and '90s when they had Tony Gwynn and all those guys. Yeah. But in our lifetime, there has been no other team. I think maybe in sports who's been like less relevant. Like the Padres have stunk forever, forever. So for them to have a guy like Tatis, and then they got Manny Machado, you got Eric Hosmer, you got Will Myers, you got some nice pitching. Yeah. It's it's very funny because they're the most exciting team in baseball. I think probably the most beloved team in baseball right now nationally because, because everyone's like, wow, they got all these young guys. They're bat flipping. They're having an exciting time. Like Tatis is with flair every play he makes. Guys had a cannon at shortstop. I, I, the question and why I brought up Tyler Hero, because the last couple of weeks everyone's like, Tyler Hero's the coolest guy, like, Imagine, I, I believe they're the same age. I believe they're both 20 years old. Which life would you rather have, Tyler Hero or Fernando Tatis? Oh, man. I mean, that's a tough question because it's like I, I would rather have the NBA stardom than the, than the MLB stardom. But, dude, Tatis right now, the excitement. This dude, he's what? What, what is he, Six foot three, six three, and he plays middle infield. He is box office. If you love baseball – you know who this guy is. Like he's like the LeBron of baseball right now. He's coming up. He's twenty one years it, old. Yeah, I mean Tatis. He's the most marketable baseball player I think the MLB's probably had maybe since Griffey. Yeah, which is something baseball needs because baseball is horrible at marketing their players, kind of like the NHL. I would rather. I, I mean Tatis is far and away a better player, like yeah. in their own sport. Like that's not the question. I think just Hero gets a like. Here's at legit famous, like yeah. legit, legit. Like Tatis is about to become legit famous if they do something in this playoffs, and, and that's like, that's crazy for a baseball player. Like Mike Trout might be the best baseball player in the last like fifty years, and, and you never see him in the playoffs. So I, I guess that could be a point. But like, don't if you see Mike Trout on the road, you'll be like, oh, there's Mike Trout. It's not like you're freaking out. You're like, oh my god, oh my yeah. god, that's my god, that's my. You're, I, I don't think you would do that. That's true. And with Tyler Hero, you would. But I'll say this. My, my final answer would be Tatis. I think that'd be exciting. It'd be fun. And it would Tatis be- is the coolest person, I think, maybe in the planet. The Oakleys he wears, 
just a flare. He's got the really cool high socks. I love Tatis, and he's had a sweet swing. You you mentioned you mentioned Griffey. That's the kind of that's the vibes I get right now. Hank, what I do know, you? I know it's Griffey. Hey, give me Tyler Hero in the bubble, bro. He's got supermodels coming in. Okay, <laughs> relax, relax. I mean, Hero Hank. Not everything sorry, in life boys. is about that, about material things and being shallow. Come on. <laughs> yeah, come on, Hank. Get it together, know. Hank. But yeah, that's know. a good point. Um. Uh, I I just have to go with Tatis. I have to go with Tatis, but I. I wanted to elaborate a little bit on MLB playoffs. As we have, I don't think we've talked about the MLB in a really long time. No, we talked no, a little no. Tigers and stuff like that. But you look at the American League, a team that struggled all year, they weren't healthy. The New York Yankees are going to be a problem. Yeah. And as much as I hate to say it as a person who does not like the Yankees, watch out because Garrett Cole, if he's in put a performance like that, like he did against the Indians a couple nights ago, and you got everyone hitting like they do with LeMayhew. You got Sanchez. I mean, Sanchez hit a home run. He stinks. Like, Sanchez was supposed to be a cornerstone piece for them. When he's hitting home runs for this team, when you got John Carlos Stan, Aaron Judge, like, all these guys are healthy again. DJ LeMayhew the, won the batting title. Like, they got, they're they stacked. So, I, I – Yeah, I mean, we, all know, we all know how baseball works. I mean, it's just about who gets hot and who, who has, who's healthy and who keeps it rolling, particularly in the bullpen. And, like, if you look at the Yankees, they just, like, top to bottom don't really have a single glaring weakness. So, uh, for me, I mean, are they your favorite to come out of the AL right now? I'm looking at the AL right now. You, you had Oakland win. You had New York win. I'm trying to think who else won. I probably should have done more research as we talked about the AL play all pitcher well, as no, I look yeah. it up. But, I, I mean, just right now, like – I don't know how you don't say the Yankees are the favorite. They're a problem. I agree. I agree because they they got it together quickly too. I mean, it was it was a weird season for the Yankees. Couldn't really get it to click. They had a lot of guys injured, like you said, in and out of the rotation, in and out of the lineup. And it's like now we always knew they were a very, very, very talented stacked team because this is what they do every offseason. They push their chips to the middle. And they just go all in because when you have that kind of money, you can do that. So I. I... I don't blame myself because the Tampa Bay Rays and Blue Jays, I forgot they even played in a playoff series, but the Yankees are playing the Tampa Bay Rays. Houston Astros beat the Minnesota Twins. Are you a Twins fan, Hank? Do we need to have a therapy session about the Twins? Go Brewers. Okay. Brew crew, baby. Brewers got swept too by the, by the LA Dodgers, but the Dodgers are really good, so I don't even blame them. But – Tampa Bay, best team in the AL plays, the New York Yankees. I think the Yankees are going to beat them, maybe even sweep them, even though Tampa Bay's pitching is other-godly, just other-godly, so good. But I, I don't know. I like the Yankees out of there. I think it's funny that the Astros could possibly make it to the ALCS to play the Yankees. I think there would be a lot of bad blood there. That would be an interesting, interesting ALCS. But if – I mean, baseball right now, to me, is the most exciting it's been nationally for myself because I got San Diego and L.A. playing in in ALDS. That's a great series. It is. It is. And I'm going to be a little conflicted with who to root for. Obviously, I I always love the underdogs and the teams that – the franchises that don't win. So, for that, I like the Padres. But, dude, I am just such a Clayton Kershaw guy. Really? And, yes, it's because of Matthew Stafford. Let me get that out of the way. That's literally the only reason. And the fact that the Dodgers were one of the teams that got absolutely screwed by the Astros' cheat scandal. 
So I just kind of sympathize with them there. Like I, I want the Dodgers to win, but like you said, and we already talked about Tatis and the Padres, that's kind of the new exciting team. I would love to see them just make a run first year together and just go like when they, when they went all in on Manny Machado, I was like, Oh, cool. He'll, you know, he got his money. He'll just be good there for a while. And then right off into the sunset. No, this team is good. And and they're, they're exciting. They're fun to watch. So that is good call. That is going to be a very good series. It's just, it's fun. And I, I can't remember in the last, I mean, whenever the Yankees Red Sox play in the playoffs, it's fun, but like, uh, for me to be excited about a San Diego Padres LA Dodgers game, is shocking. It's absolutely shocking. It is. And you know what? It's 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 because of two things. Obviously because of COVID, but it's also because of this playoff format. We get so much baseball. We get – I mean, we inject baseball into our veins right now. It's awesome. Yeah, but that's what. We're a football country, not a baseball country. So, let's get to some that's football. True. Wait, wait, real quick. Let's, let's just do – who's winning the World Series? Just get on the record right now. Pick somebody. I think the Dodgers are going to win the World Series. I think they're the best team in baseball. I think they're so due to win one. They've been so yep. good for so long. Yep. I, I, I really do think it, it is the Dodgers World Series to lose. I think they're the best team in baseball. Yeah, I wish I could bring a little more diversity. Maybe you could say Yankees, I, but I, 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 I'm not, I don't like the Yankees. So I, I'm, I'm rolling with the Dodgers, too. I think they'll do well. It's like a weird year, too. So I could, uh, I could honestly see maybe like Tampa Bay Rays or Oakland A's getting hot. But Oakland A's pitching, I, I don't really trust – the Rays, they're the Rays. I can't trust them. I'm sorry. You're the Tampa Bay Rays. You're just one of those franchises. So Yeah. But, hey, it is what it is. So, I, I'm not rooting for the Dodgers. Rooting for the Padres. But I think the Dodgers, best team in baseball. They've got good pitching. And then you, their lineup is just absolutely stacked. Yeah, truth. Truth. For all the reasons you outlined, I like the Dodgers. Okay, football time. By the way, Collins, absolutely electric that you just got up and walked around your house mid-sentence while we're recording. Yes. Yeah, you kept it together. That was some that was some real good game manager quarterback play right there. I mean, that was like called audible. I had yeah. to. There was a lot of noise going on in next to my room, so I had to make a quick adjustment. Called Omaha at the line. That's our host right there. He's always thinking. He's the yeah, thing always always, always a step ahead. But well, great segue. Let's yes, let's, always a step ahead. Let's move into the picks. Here we go. Oh, we're going right to the picks right now? Yeah, I mean, what else are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about the Lions getting a gift <laughs> from the Cardinals. All right, I didn't cue up the uh, – I mean, my- I, I guess, you know, what, you know what, you're right, Hank. We should talk about the NFL for a little bit before the picks. I'm here for it, man. Okay, I, I, is it fair to say the Green Bay Packers are the best team in football? I would say so right now, yes. It looks scary. Aaron Rodgers looks unbelievable. Dude, and I hate it as much as ever. Like, I know you guys hate it too. Yes, and it's frustrating, especially because they don't have that great of a roster on offense. They just kick ass. I mean, they, they've got a fantastic quarterback, obviously, and I can't stand him, but he's so damn good. And then Devontae Adams doesn't even have to play, and they still put up, like, 35 points. It's insane. I, it's on, Aaron I mean, Jones is a monster, too. Well, he's like – he's, and, and, and their defense is – it's not like the old Green Bay Packers when Rodgers was probably in his prime where they just had to score like 70 to win games. Not 70, but, you know, I'm exaggerating. Yeah. But, I mean, they got Sedarius Smith. I really like their cornerbacks. Jair Alexander is a really good player. So, I, I the Packers are really good. That was a really good win against New Orleans last weekend. I say that, but 
in the back of my mind, Patrick Mahomes yes, on see. Monday I, night. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I think the I think the Packers, if it sounds crazy, I think they're a little bit more complete and play a little bit more complimentary football. Well, they defense, do, but the, the Chiefs have shown us it doesn't matter for that. It, 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 Patrick Mahomes is the best football player I've ever seen. I've said it yeah. a million times, and I, I don't think it's close. And, and this is like when you get into arguments, like should Calvin Johnson be a Hall of Famer? He hasn't played that much and like stuff like that. Well, I Kelvin Johnson, when I watched him for six years, was the best wide receiver in the NFL. With my like, with my eyes, Patrick Mahomes is the best football player I've ever seen, and it's not. I, I don't think it's even close either. Yes, I agree, and it's it's a different conversation. And I I know exactly what you're saying. I agree. It's a different. It's completely different when we're talking about like who the goat is and stuff like that. So everyone just calm down. We're not saying Patrick Mahomes is like better than Tom Brady all time. We're just saying he's the best quarterback I've ever seen play. Because we, you got to remember, we are '90s babies. <laughs> can we, can we call ourselves that? I mean, I was born in '99. Yeah, we're. You were born in '99. '99. Yeah, you're '90s baby. I was born in '99. Nice. So 2001, 90s, baby. baby. 2001. 2001. Wow. Yeah. 2001, Hank. Wow. Yeah, I know. We're old people, but I guess look to bring it to bring it back to to the whole thing. I mean, Collins. I guess we might have jumped the shark a little bit on the Packers. But I agree, like, because the, the, the Chiefs they have – They look so the, good, though. The Chiefs, look, the Chiefs won a Super Bowl, and they've looked great all season with the exception of that Chargers game week two, that, but they still stuck out with a win. So until the, until the Chiefs lose, I mean, they're going to be – they have to be considered the best team in football, right? Packers yeah. Well, what about the Seahawks? The, see, to me, the Seahawks are – that is more of a product of, like, Russell Wilson having an MVP campaign, which it seems like he does every year, and he's just right. never got it. He's never gotten an MVP vote, which is well, asinine. It, it, but you think of the guys who won the MVP the last two years. Uh, not the piggyback off I heard on Pardon My Take or what I heard on the Ryan Russillo podcast, but they kind of talked about – I mean, Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes are just unanimous MVPs, basically. Like, yeah. It's hard to vote for someone else when, something, when someone has a season like that. So I understand that. Russell Wilson's incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, and – Till this day, I'll never forgive him for the 2011 Big Ten Championship. Just yeah. absolutely ripping my heart out with him and Jared Aberderis. But he is just – the fact that, I mean, Seattle finally opened up the offense too this year, which is, I mean, makes him even scarier. So I, I, I think you can consider the Seahawks, but I, I don't like their defense. I don't like their defense at all. Well, I mean, every, Everyone they've really played has been able to move the ball on them. Especially because Jabal Adams been a little banged up. But you also got to remember, the Seahawks are one they're, – they're a fourth and goal play away from losing to the Patriots, and then everyone, you know, yeah. down a little bit. That, that I like the Patriots. That's a, that's a two-sided argument, though, Trent, because you could say, you know, the Patriots are that one stop away from being 3-0 and and being a really scary team in the, you know, Very AFC. True. Very true. Touche, Hank. Touche. <laughs> but I like the Seahawks. I like Russell Wilson. Like you said, never got an MVP vote, and I think it's I think it's uh, validated. Like you said, when you consider who he was up against, but this might be the year, man. He's looking he's looking scary too. Yep, agree. Okay. Is that enough? Yeah, I mean, to, we should. I mean, we can talk about the Lions a little bit if we want. All right, to. do it. Let's do it then. Okay, so Detroit Lions one and two, really nice win on the road last week in Arizona. Kyler Murray has three interceptions. Okuda has one of them. He looks a little bit better. He struggles, but he made a couple big plays. Stafford, good enough to get the win. Special teams, really good. 
So I don't know where we want to start with the Lions. I, I'm only going to make this quick. I don't think they win this weekend, and I don't think last week changes much about this team moving forward. But they do have an opportunity this Sunday, if they win this football game, to put themselves in a position to have a chance to make the playoffs. And I know it's four weeks in, and I'm not going to look at the schedule strength and stuff, but this is the hardest part of their schedule. And they are going to go two and two. They they would be grinning ear to ear. Yep. And we – we said that before the season even began, and, and granted, I, if you play win-loss and chalk them up, you would have thought they beat the Bears and they beat the Cardinals. But things change. You know, the Saints have not shown this season that they're as strong as they have been in seasons past. Drew Brees looks like he's finally starting to hit the wall a little bit. Michael Thomas is out. Uh, they're also missing Marshawn Lattimore, Janoris Jenkins, uh, Marcus Davenport. The Saints, have, the Saints are banged up right now. So I think, yes, Collins, you nailed it. The Lions have a chance here to go two and two into the bye week, grinning ear to ear because this is your toughest stretch of the, of the schedule. I won't do the strength of schedule thing either, but you get bad teams coming up. Let's just say that. And, 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 and if you're the Lions, you have to just take this as – if you're one and three, you still have a shot. But like you said, the Packers are three and oh, the Bears are three and oh. So you can't really – you got to write off the division at that point. Now, there is seven teams that make the playoffs this season – that adds a little bit of an extra, you know, cherry on top of the Lions in terms of their chances. But it starts this weekend. If you beat the Saints, you get a you get a week to rest. You get Justin Coleman back. You get some of the, you know, you get you get another week to kind of figure things out and decompress after that grueling first four games. And then you go into the next eight with a little more confidence. By the way, finding out yesterday that uh, the Lions won't be having fans the rest of the year, as they shouldn't. I mean, like, it's not safe. But that, that, that got me because I was looking forward to Thanksgiving Day. Trent is a season ticket holder for the and, people who do not know this. Yes. So I will be getting my money back as will, you know, my, my family and everything. But it just it, – it, it, I should have said that for what made me angry. But what – it didn't make me angry, though, because I understand just why. Just sad. You're just it, sad. It yeah, it's just sad. It didn't make me angry. It just made me sad. But mm-hmm. there you go. There's your outline for what the Lions have – I mean, and, and it's pretty simple. Matt Stafford's got to win you the game. You know, Collins. That's the one thing I wanted to say before we moved on to the pitch. Stafford's got to be a little bit better. Yeah. And and he hasn't been bad or anything, but the expectation for him, and he said it, is that he's probably a top 10 quarterback. And I don't know if he's played like a top 10 quarterback at the start of this year. Well, no, he hasn't. If you look real quick, I mean, the Bears game, he probably plays a B plus level. Packers game, probably C plus B level. Uh, That pick six on the goal line was brutal. Cardinals game. He put you in a position to win it, and obviously you put the ball in his hands with four minutes left in the fourth quarter. He drives down and, and, and gives you a game-winning drive, four for four passing. So that, that's the kind of stuff that we're used to seeing from him. And I think he, he can be the difference this Sunday against New Orleans because I think at this point here and now, he is better than Drew Brees. It's just more that Drew Brees has the potential to make, you know, those vintage Drew Brees, Drew Brees Hall of Famer plays, those, you know, Super Bowl winning plays, that kind of thing. And – I mean, Lions are the home team. I know it doesn't matter a ton. Saints banged up. I like the Lions. We'll talk yeah, about no Mike Thomas this week. No Mike Thomas is huge because obviously, you know, everyone who's watched the Lions so far knows that that secondary is brutal right now. You've got backups and rookies and practice squad players. You're bringing guys off the IR or the suspended list. Everything, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a mumbo-jumbo ragtag group in the secondary. So no Mike Thomas is huge. But I think the Lions win a high-scoring one. 
uh, we can catapult ourselves into the fix off of that if you guys want. Yeah, we'll just start with the Lions. So you got the Lions. Sorry, Hank, but what's the call? I think the Lions are three-point underdogs. Yeah, that's um, true. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Saints. I, I just. I think the Saints come off a Sunday night loss, and, and they play really well in Ford Field. But Hank, take it away. Give us the records too. You want to put your pick in for the Lions or what? Oh, you're yeah. taking Lions, right? I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, that's not, we don't even need to talk about it. I didn't know if you wanted to, then, but yeah. Trent's kind of theatric about it, you know. I didn't know if he wanted to, yeah, we know. Give, his, give his spiel. Lions money line. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't cue the music this week either, but it's fine. Yeah, Anyways, fine. Yeah. in the standings, we took a week off, but Trent right now sitting at 13, 14, and one. Just, just fell under 500 a little bit there. Not great. Ryan, 12, 15, and one. There we go. <laughs> there we go there we go and hey. with that we're going into it colts three-point favorite over the bears traveling to play the bears what do you got a little bear weather cold weather game here bears go to nick folds i like the bears yeah dude as much as i hate to say this i because I, i've been harping on the fact that i don't think the bears are a good team i think the bears might be the worst 3-0 team ever seriously like i don't, I don't think they're that good I know they have a decent – they have a pretty good defense. But, yes, going to Nick Foles is huge because their biggest weakness was Mitch Trubisky. And I've been, I've been preaching all year that the Colts are fool's gold. So, I'll take the Bears to cover. Next game, Jags travel to play the Bengals. Bengals favorite at two and a half. Uh, I'm going to take the Jags here. And, and I know this is a really good spot for Burrow to probably win his first game in the NFL. And I know they tied last week. I like Gardner Minshew. I think he's played really, really well the last couple of years. I like I like the Jags, if that's surprise. I, I like the Jags' money line, honestly. No, it, I, I got the Jags as well. That Robinson kid is absolutely insane. Chenault, it looks well. I, the whole offense looks great. Gardner Minshew's fun to root for. I will say this. The arc of Joe Burrow's, you know, first couple games would make sense if, you know, it went loss, loss, tie, win. But I just don't see it happening. I I, I, in fact, I can't believe. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Jags. I got the Jags. I don't. I mean, the Jags defense stinks, so I think Burrow will roll this week. He'll look good, but he's also. I mean, the Bengals offensive line said give him some time to throw, or he's gonna not make it through the end of the season. He's getting murdered out there. I mean, is this the first time the Bengals are favored? It has to be this year, at least. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I like the Jags. Yeah, I'm not sure. Next game, Browns at Cowboys. Cowboys favored four and a half. Uh, it's hard not to take the Cowboys here. It's just based on principle. I know the Browns have kind of found this nice little rushing attack between Kareem Hunt and Nick Shaw, but, I mean, you can't take the Browns here. You have to take the Cowboys, especially off a loss. Oh, this is just such a sucker line because, Collins, you alluded to that running attack. It, it's Hunt and it's Chubb, and they run it down your throat, and they're going to keep the ball out of Baker's hands, which is how they're going to win. And I think they're, they're going to win this game. I just don't know if they're going to cover. Five is a lot. I think they win by a field goal, but I'll take the Cowboys to cover. Cowboys to I mean, you mean the Browns to cover? Or, or No, yeah, Browns to cover, one by a field goal. Okay. Are taking Browns? Yes, I'm taking the Browns. Dreaming for a loop there. All right, next game we got Seahawks favored five, traveling to play the Miami Dolphins. Ooh, I, I've seen a lot of people like like the Dolphins this week, and I, I saw SCP a couple nights ago make this one of his locks. 
I, I think the lines fluctuated. It was plus six at one point for the Dolphins. Uh, I, I, the Seahawks play close teams. This is who they are, but I don't think they play a close team this week. I like the Seahawks minus five. Yeah, no reason to talk about this one a ton. I don't get this line. should be higher, but I understand why it's not. They try to, you know, those big lines in the NFL really kind of screw you over sometimes. Whatever. See, Russell Wilson, we talked about earlier, is playing phenomenally. I just think the Seahawks blow him out, probably one by 14. Justin Herbert and the Char- Chargers travel to play the Bucks. Bucks favored minus seven. Is Herbert playing this week or is Tyrod back in? Oh, good point. I didn't even think about that. I didn't think about that either. It doesn't matter. I like the Bucs minus set. Eh, no, I like the Chargers. It doesn't matter who plays for the Chargers. They've been in a, I, I, they didn't look great last week. I think Herbert will be fine. Herbert's kind of like meh. I think that's just who he's going to be. He's going to be like a top 15 quarterback, and like you could win a lot of games with him. But I, I don't know. He's got all the physical tools in the world, but I don't know how he translates it. I like – the Chargers are covered. I just think their defense, there's a couple big pieces meet, big pieces missing for the Buccaneers. Yeah, that's fair, Collins. I mean, because seven's a lot of points, and I just think the Bucks have yet to show. For the amount of hype they got coming into the season, they have yet to show me that they're like an elite football team, a team that should be favored seven over a pretty solid roster in the Chargers. So I'll, I'll take the Chargers to at least cover. Next game, Ravens favored. 14 points over the Washington football team. This is a huge number. The Ravens hammer teams, and the way they performed on Monday night, I'm going to lay the points. Give me the Ravens, minus 14. I like the football team. I like Ron Rivera. I think he's got some kind of idea to not lose this game by more than 10. So I will take the Ra- – not the Ravens. I will take the Washington football team and Riverboat Ron. Shout out Ron Rivera. Guy's going through chemotherapy during a pandemic and is just coaching. Absolutely. I mean, that's just that's crazy. He's a boss. This game cards favored three points. Traveling to play the Panthers. Panthers. I like Panthers money line. Uh, they won their first game under Matt Rule last week. They still don't have Christian McCaffrey. Just this kind of this game kind of feels like a random like oh the Panthers won that game. And they don't know if DeAndre Hopkins is playing. So I like the Panthers here. You know, the, the, the whole D-Hop thing is very interesting. Um, but after getting a closer look at the Cardinals last week after they played the Lions, I just think, you know, Kyler Murray is not going to throw three, should have been four picks again, uh, especially against this Panthers secondary. So I'm, I'm going to take the Cardinals. I just think they get enough done. They put up enough points to, to win by three. Uh, Panthers still reeling a bit. I don't think they have much of an identity without McCaffrey. Ironically, they won their first game, like you said, but I don't know. I just, I like the Cardinals. They Cardinals know they got to win this game to, to stay in their division race. Cause you know, someone will pull away early in that division. That's a very good division. So I like the Cardinals. The battle of the Owen threes Vikings travel to play the Houston Texans Texans favored minus four skull Vikes. I mean, I'm going to go Texans. Honestly, I don't, I, the Vikings look bad, and I know they had a, a close game with the Titans there. Justin Jefferson kind of had his first coming out party for them. They just – I don't know. I don't like them. I'm going to take Houston. I think Houston's a little bit better of a team than my uh, Minnesota is. It's just their, their record right now is the product of their schedule. So, You know what? That's fair to say because um, I, I think usually in these games where you have two mediocre to bad teams, I like to err on the side of who has the better quarterback, and that would be the Texans. But I'll say this. 
I think Mike Zimmer will coach circles around Bill O'Brien, and I think the Vikings get their first win of the season. You're welcome, Hank. Appreciate it. You know the support we can get. Next game, Giants travel to play the Rams. Rams favored minus 13. Giants stink, but I think they actually – they haven't put up a good fight in a couple weeks. I'm actually going to take the Giants here. They're, they're due for, like, one sneaky – like, oh, they're kind of in this game, but they lose by 10. Like, this won't be a game ever, but I think the Giants backdoor cover. Okay, very good analysis from you there. I'm, but I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to echo what you said, except I'm going to cut it after your very first statement, which was Giants stink. Uh, I think you they know, do they're, stink. They're, they're so bad. bad, man. And the Rams, honestly, are still fun to watch, even without Gurley. They just have an exciting offense. And they're Aaron, really good. The Rams are really good. And Aaron Donald is just a monster. So I just like Aaron Donald to rip through that line, get after Daniel Jones a bit. Who's who's he's not good, by the way. Dan, Danny Dimes. I know you guys like eh, him. I like him. I still good. like him. I, I don't still like him. Whatever. We we agree to disagree on that, but whatever. I'm I'm actually I'm gonna take the Rams to cover the big the big line here. Okay. Patriots travel play the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs favored minus seven. Uh, uh, I'm going to take the Patriots. I'm never not going to bet it. You don't bet against the Patriots. That's like a rule of thumb. But, like, when they're seven-point underdogs, are you kidding me? Give me the Patriots. I think they'll make this game close. The Chiefs are the one AFC team in this in this recent history of the Belichick regime that are not afraid of Belichick and the Patriots. Uh, I'm kind of surprised this this line is so so low, actually. I feel like they're, they're, they would try to suck more Chiefs fans in here. I like the Patriots because I think Belichick can draw up some kind of game plan here to, to limit Mahomes. I'm not going to say stop. I think the uh, I think the Chiefs still win, but the Pats cover the seven. Bills favored three points over the Raiders. Uh, give me the Raiders. This is a classic letdown game after a really weird roller coaster game with the Rams last week. Josh Allen's looked really good. I actually think the Raiders are kind of good, so give me the Raiders. I like the Raiders. Ryan Collins and I have a lot of differences. One of them is that Ryan Collins loves John Gruden. Love I, John Gruden. Love Gruden. Not, I'm a I Gruden am, grinder. He's in my coaching tree. Yeah, that's fair. But I'm going to pick the Bills. Go Bills. Let's go Buffalo. Let's do it. Josh Allen looks phenomenal, by the way. Looks he, very he looks good. very good. Very he looks good. like the best quarterback from his draft, except for Lamar, of course. But of the top, you know, he's better. he looks better than Baker. Looks a lot better than Darnold. A lot better. Uh, Josh Rosen, obviously. Whatever. Josh Allen's yeah. balling out. And if you're a Bills fan right now, you should be excited. You got Tom Brady out of that division just in time because this Bills team is starting to go on the up and up, man. It's exciting stuff. What if the Bills win the AFC East? That would be wild. It would be. First team to, like, to throw in the Patriots. Still yeah. don't think it's going to happen, but, hey. It might. It might. Eagles traveling to play the 49ers. 49ers favored seven points. Nick Mullins still in there. It didn't really matter last week. They rolled against the Giants. This is like a must win for the Eagles. So I'm going to take the Eagles to cover. I don't know if they win this football game, but they ha- like for Carson Wentz's like sanity and Doug like Peterson's sanity, they have to win this week. Yeah, I mean the Eagles, that division is a joke. How can so you be bad. three and be a half game back? Or, 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 Your one. division stinks. That's I mean why. that that division's an embarrassment. Like you said, Collins, Eagles got to win or it's it's going to be over for them. The Niners just have one of the best rosters in football. I don't care that they're missing Bosa. I don't care they're missing Garoppolo. They got Kyle Shanahan, and, and I just think they're going to win that game by I'll, – I'll say seven exactly. I'll say seven exactly. Niners win. So that's a push. That's not a win. Okay. They win by eight, whatever. Okay, thank you. Eight. I'll take the Niners. Next game, 
This is the Sunday night game. Falcons playing the Packers. Monday night game, Hank. Is it? Yeah, Eagles Niners oh, yeah, is yeah, Sunday right. night game. Yeah, this is the Monday night game. Thank you. But yeah. But, Packers, uh, favored, Packers favored uh minus seven. Ugh. I have to take the Packers minus seven. Even though I think the Packers are due for a letdown, the Eagles, I mean, after you lose the way they did the last two weeks, I don't know how you come into the game ready to play. The Falcons, you mean? The Falcons yeah, Falcons, sorry. Eagles oh, stink too. The two birds seems both bad. That's why I got them confused. Yeah, I just don't – I don't know. I mean, the, the Julio Jones is always one of those players that, like, could explode but probably won't. If you've ever had him in fantasy football, you know what I'm talking about. I just have – I have to pick the Falcons because I hate the Packers. I'm going to do it. I just think – what's his name? Uh, Dan, Dan Quinn, coaching for his job. He should have been canned this week. He wasn't. They're giving him another chance. If he doesn't win this week – Players coach. He's out. So I, I, I'm, I'm going to say Matty Ice has a big game. Aaron Rodgers has a big game. I just like the Falcons to cover. Packers probably win on some late game BS, but I like the Falcons to cover. Okay. I don't hate that. Good week of the pits right there. I'm hoping I can get back to over 500. It's a battle in the NFL. I'll tell you that. It's a battle. It's hard. But great episode today. Yeah. Great episode today. Very good stuff. Pat yourself. I hate, the, I hate to pat myself on the back, and I know I end every show just going, oh, good episode, because I had no other way to end it, like, smoothly. Right, yeah. So I just had to be like, oh, we had a great episode. But, hey, great episode today, guys. Yeah, good job. Good job to both of you. Hair up, hey. Say, yeah, put the pat – give yourself a pat on the back. But we'll be back next Sunday. Um, I'm trying to think. Is, I mean, we're getting close to some Michigan State football. So we, we might have to – differ the recording schedule because we definitely want to give our analysis of Michigan State after they play. So we could be moving to Sunday nights for airtime or something like that. So keep a lookout for that. We'll definitely put that on our Twitter handle at WDBM Sports and at WDBM 89FM on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those places were there. Keep following our coverage. But for Ryan Collins, Trent Bally, Henry Menador, thank you for listening to Green and White Report. We'll see you guys next week. You have been listening to The Green and White Report on WDBM. For all your sports news and notes, go to impact89fm.org slash sports.